Monday, everyone. Looks happy like the live Monday. chat has all our regulars. Amanda's in the house, Rydella, Carol, Connie. What's up? Guys, Everybody's welcome to the ready today. Right? <laughs> welcome to the Melanated Way. We are covering all things 90 Day Fiance the other way with special co-host April Holloway. <laughs> How was your weekend, April? Very good. It's a good one. I'm ready to get into this one. I was. It didn't drop as normal as, as early as it normally does, or am I tripping? I feel like they've just changed the rules. Okay. I don't think it drops early anymore. Yeah, I was looking for it, and my regular time that I watch wasn't there. I was like, maybe I've been wrong. No, they've been changing some things up over there for sure. What up, Rebecca? Hey, Joslo. Uh, guys, bottom of your screen, you can see where you can support the show. Uh, take a moment to go ahead and like and subscribe to both my page and April's page. She's streaming simultaneously on her page as well. Um, overall thoughts? I am disappointed in game. I'll tell you more later. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my overall thoughts was it was a good episode. There was a lot of drama. I see how they're gearing us up for the tell all. And uh, yeah, a lot of couple drama that I'm like, mm, are they going to make it? Are they going to make it? I don't know. Um, but let's start with Gabe and Isabel. So what did you think of their segment and why are you disappointed in Gabe? So I'm actually disappointed in myself because, and, and Gabe, because I mistakenly thought that just because Gabe was enlightened enough to know this is not the sexual categorization that, that fits me, that he was also emotionally intelligent enough to not create the mess that we just saw him create between Monica and his fiance. It was completely unnecessary and avoidable for that to happen. And if it was not for the maturity of Isabel, it would have gotten way worse. But he just, that was messy from the time that he sat down with his family in Florida and finally told them that he was engaged to the way that he characterized things with Isabel. Monica wants you to sign a prenup. Monica is concerned about this and that. Like you are setting everyone up here to not be able to have a good relationship. And it's my fault for thinking that you were emotionally intelligent enough to not do that. I agree with you. I agree with you. I feel like here we are spending the whole season uh, learning from Gabe whether he wanted to be the ambassador or not and realizing that, you know what, at the end of the day, he's just as messy as everybody else and also is not taking responsibility for the simple fact that, hey, you say all these things happen to you in relationships. You say that you know, you're not supported, you're not loved, you are abandoned. And here you have a whole situation where you have two families that love you unconditionally and you want to make it messy for them. And instead of them embracing each other immediately, you're setting it up so that it's a contentious relationship off the bat and it's unnecessary. So you're telling 
Isabel bits and pieces, and then you're telling your mom and your sister bits and pieces, but you're not telling the full story. And even when you do tell this full story, you're pitting them against each other. And that just does not seem right. And then it's almost like you want it. It's like, you know, that your family loves you and you know, Isabel loves you and you kind of like the attention that this is all bringing you. And it was not very nice, I thought. No. And there was drama to be had. I was thinking like, are they doing this just to create some storyline for themselves? There's still drama to be had, even with him not being messy and them being honest. The families meeting each other for the first time, having to use an interpreter, them being in Columbia, Columbia, meeting the kids. Like there's still events that can happen that would make us interested in their story without this being a part of it. And the fact that he just would bury his head or look to the side when they were talking to each other, I thought this is just ridiculous. This is this is not who I thought you were. You're someone who it was really important to you to be honest about who you were to Isabel's parents. And now you're throwing stones and hiding your hand with your sister and your fiance. So uh, absolutely. So a couple of things. Uh, Amanda says, and April was right last week saying she doesn't think that Gabe and his sister aren't as close and that's okay. That's okay. They can just say that. And then Amanda also says, guys, next week she doesn't go to the wedding, question mark. And to that, Amanda, I'll say you definitely have to catch up on news and gossip um, on my Patreon. I've talked all about it. Um, I have receipts. So if you can't catch it, definitely check out our group chat. I'm sure all the ladies will let you know what exactly ends up happening. Wait, Linda, can I be uh, ridiculous for a second? Absolutely. Taylor had a presentation at school today and had to dress up for it. Hello. Look at this. Look. Oh. <laughs> okay, you can go away now. Bye. <laughs> Oh, proud mama moment. I know. I have to do it sometimes. I love it. <laughs> um, Joslo says, maybe Gabe is sabotaging it. Maybe he doesn't want to get married. Joslo, I will refer you also to the Patreon News and Gossip. Y'all must have missed it. Um, so Gabe is back in Median, uh, reunited with Isabel after spending about a month back home in Florida. Their wedding is in two weeks. His family is arriving in a few days as mom and his sister. Um, and Isabel's super nervous because, you know, she doesn't really know them. She's only heard things. And just like we've talked about, uh, the fact that there's only been a few FaceTimes here and there, and that's it, is worrying her. They start to try to make a game plan. So what are they going to do for the rest of their week? So uh, Monday, they're going to do clothing for him and uh, Isabel's son. The Tuesday, they're going to go to the notary. They're going to take a look at the space because they do get married um, or want to get married in a farm in uh, El Carmen, which is her hometown. Uh, they're going to have a small wedding, just friends and family, about 40 people. And um, Monica wants to be the best man as well as the maid of honor. What did you think of that? I didn't really understand why that was so important to Isabel, that that be two different people. Did you, did I miss something? Well, because I think that what she was thinking was that both the mom and the sister could be a part of it. The mom could give him away and the sister could be like the his maid of honor or best man or whatever. That's, that's the case. I think that that's what she was trying to be more inclusive. 
Right. She was like, how are you going to just let your sister boss you around? And it's our wedding when we want to be inclusive for both families, which I think is what we've been saying, April, right? Like we can join the families. Why does Monica have to do everything? I don't know. But on the other hand, like if I'm Isabel and you're saying your mom is okay with it, then okay. But Gabe presented it like, well, my mom will just do whatever Monica says. Like Monica's a big bully. Um, but as, as Isabel, I'm, I don't think I would be invested in what your family does. Mm. Even if it was your own wedding? No. Mm. If you want to have the same person give you away as the same person as your maid of honor, how does that, doesn't really change my photos. I'm still going to have photos with the mom. Interesting. Curious to know what you guys think in the live chat. And if you're watching the replay, definitely let us know in the comments below. And speaking of the comments below, uh, I do want to say, you guys, that um, I do want to say this. Uh, as some of you guys know, and some of you guys who are, who are new here and you're referring your friends here and stuff like that, I am like a trained journalist. And I see some of the comments that you guys are making. And I know that you guys all love April and her um, her uh, suggestions and point of view. And I, that's why we have her here. And I love her, too. And we are actual friends. And so if I don't agree with her, it's not that I don't like her and it's not like I'm trying to be right all the time. I have my own opinions. And on my other shows, I'm still gonna have those same my same own opinions. And I think that that's what the show is about. Let's have multiple opinions. I don't have to quote, be right. I'm often right though, <laughs> um, but it's all for dialogue. So let's all respect that. Um, I know that there's one comment that I think the person self-edited and uh, deleted it, but it wasn't before I saw it. So, you know, you guys, let's let's have the discussions. I feel like that is what I try to tailor to my channel specifically is having the discussions. And I never, ever prepare to say that I know everything because I know I don't. And I've learned a lot. And I've told you when I don't know stuff, I tell you guys, hey, I don't know it. And educate me and i've been educated by so many people and i thank you for that um and so let's just be kinder this is not a savage channel and i just feel like mm, some of y'all are just <laughs> testing me testing me uh, uh -huh. so that being said um yeah so we're talking about the wedding monica best man or maid of honor uh isabel feels like she can't do both uh, she also thinks that without even really meeting Monica yet, because this is the way Gabe has set it up, that Monica is too temperamental, controlling, and fickle. Mm -hmm. um, and that it, then Gabe tells Isabel about how Monica wanted to have him get a prenup and then says, but I said no. Well, the way you set that up, you automatically, in my opinion, made it seem like, Monica doesn't trust Isabel right away. And right. Monica's going to be meeting Isabel in a few days. And Isabel's already going to think, oh, she hates me because she doesn't trust me. She wants a prenup right away. And that's not what happened. It's She's not what happened. It was an unnecessary conversation. And if he was going to have it, he could have said it truthfully. Monica brought up the issue of us possibly getting a prenup. It was not something that I was interested in. Do you want to talk about it? That part, and you guys, it's all about communication. So here you, like one of the things that I felt, I, I felt like hurt in my heart for Monica is that 
in the beginning of the season, they talk so much about how uh, Gabe has gone through so many things. And the only people that have ever been there is his sister and his mom. And his sister, Monica, talks about how she is very protective. And she's protective because she's seen the journey that Gabe has gone on. She's seen how even present day in 2023, how uh, some people in the transgender community have been treated. And because there's a lot of misinformation out there, and as well as a lack of knowledge or understanding, people say a lot of reckless stuff. And so I understand her being a family member wanting to be that protective. And so all of a sudden, she goes from being your best friend, your protector, the person that's only ever been there for you, to uh, you saying that she is controlling, that she's mean sometimes, that she wants like not the best for you. And I don't think that that's the case at all. I think that she wants the best for you. And we saw that a little bit later in their segment. Do you want to add to that at all? No, no, no. I agree. I agree. I, I did. Okay, I will add one thing. <laughs> I was wondering if part of their dynamic is when you're overly defensive, uh, not overly, but when you're defensive on behalf of someone else, sometimes they start being afraid to share things with you because they don't want you to get upset. Um, so what would the example? So Monica being overly defensive towards. Uh, I'll give you an example for, for me. Um, so like two years ago, Taylor tells me, oh, I got suspended from my job at the coffee shop because they claim I stole some money from the register. And it was like a year after it happened. And, you know, my first response is, why didn't you tell me when it happened? Well, what would I have done if you had told me? I would have stormed over to the coffee shop and started screaming at everybody, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so in the end, like, I understand why you didn't tell me when it happened and you worked it out yourself and you were able to show them that it was the other person that was stealing from the register who was also the head chef's daughter. Mm. Um, so sometimes when you know you have somebody who's in your corner, who's going to fight battles on your behalf, you like you don't tell them certain things that are going to make them super, super angry. And you just like handle it yourself. I see what you're um, saying. I wonder if they have a little bit of that dynamic going on, but, um, but they both keep saying that they're so close. They're so close. That that's the part that's confusing. You aren't close just because you defended somebody on some occasions. Closeness is like daily interaction. Like I know what is happening in your life and they are not close. Yeah, I, I feel like um, their definition of close is, is us against the world. And mm. I feel like mm. it's not the day-to-day -day stuff, it's the battles, right? And I think that maybe, just like you're saying, Monica's used to fighting Gabe's battles, and therefore that's where that protectiveness comes from. Um, but I also think that Gabe is very comfortable in the role that he plays in the relationship, because if he wasn't, he would have said something and you can tell because he does say stuff to her when it's necessary, when he gets called out or when things are misconstrued, he does step up and say, no, it's this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And for the same guy who was able to have the difficult conversations with Isabel's parents and, 
uh, her children and all the things. I just, I find the dynamic between him and his sister and his mom a little um, hard to understand. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so Isabel is offended because she's like, well, does Monica think that I want to take your things? Uh, because I don't, I'm not materialistic and um, I do everything for the business and, you know, it's because of me and, and my connects and what I've done so far that doesn't matter where you're making your sales, you're making it here and you're making it here because of me and what I'm doing for the company, mm -hmm. which I felt was like a valid point, right? She was right. Her assessment was correct. It reminds me of the current ladies who are saying, I think my mic is doing that thing again. Let me move it. But, um, the ladies who are saying that they want their husbands to agree if they're going to be a stay at home wife, mm -hmm. that they want a X number payout per year. Well, I haven't heard that. What is this? Yeah. Um, I've been starting to see more women who are women who are asked to sign a prenup because of overwhelming wealth on, on one side, the man's side are saying in the prenup that they want a designated amount of money per year allotted to them for their loss in income, loss of educational opportunities, and anything else during the years that they perform as a stay-at-home mom. Oh, wow. Um, and I think it's a reasonable ask. So when she immediately said, okay, well, if we're going to go that route, then I want a salary, that makes sense. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, Gabe's family is arriving and their wedding is in three days. And so it's uh, Marie, his mom, Monica's sister, and her boyfriend, Malcolm, that arrive. Um, Isabel's like a little worried, like, are they all going to get along? Gabe's worried because Gabe calls them both alpha females. What were your thoughts when he said that? Alpha females. So disappointing. Another time that Gabe is disappointing me with his characterization of gender roles. I'm just, I'm without hope anymore that he has a deeper understanding of gender roles than the average person. Right, because I was like, what does he even mean by alpha male, alpha females? Like, what does that even mean? Like, I know what it means, but I'm wondering what he thinks it means. So because you have two strong women who um, get things done or, or assertive, that makes them alpha. I'm just, I'm curious what he meant by that. That's a very good question. You should ask him if I he should. ever comes on. I think I should. I'd love to hear his concept of masculinity, his concept of alpha, female or alpha woman, whatever the phrase was that he used. Alpha female. Alpha female. And I would love to hear his his take on exactly what it means to be non-binary. Yeah, agreed. And also how he sees himself. That would be a question that I would have, how he sees himself. Um, because if you're assigning all of these, you know, types of people, um, then you clearly have an understanding of what you think people are. So I'm, I'd be curious to have that conversation. So Gabe, go ahead and come on the show. Uh, we've had all, not all, but a lot of cast members. So when your season's up, let's talk about it. Please. Uh, is worried about 
um, Monica is a mom having questions about her. So she is just like, you know, I, I don't know them. I'm, I'm worried that they're going to have all these questions and they're going to have all these um, ideas of who I am because Gabe has said X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And they're coming in with those preconceived notions. And so she was worried, right? So mm-hmm. they arrive. Everyone's being very polite. Um, the mom... Uh, Marie and Monica both say that uh, Isabel is beautiful, that she's taller than Gabe, uh, but they hope that she's being authentic. And again, that's where you're like, well, why would you think otherwise? Right? So where is that coming from? And it could only be coming from what Gabe has told them. Exactly. Um, And so she's like, you know, even if Gabe is telling them terrible things, I want them to like me and I want to like them. So one of the things that Isabel goes on to say is that she thinks that Monica is trying to make her feel bad for not speaking English because they have that interaction and, and the interaction at the airport was a little awkward. I thought, yes. right. So Gabe hugs everyone that arrives and Isabel just hugs the mom and then kind of just says hello to the sister and all of that. And I think that she did that because she thinks that already that Monica may or may not like her. Mm -hmm. So it got awkward. And then when Gabe's like, well, no, Monica doesn't, or excuse me, Isabel doesn't speak any English. Well, okay. Yeah. She doesn't speak any English, but she's friggin' in Columbia. they're, They're also in Southern Florida, right? Like they don't really have an excuse to not speak some Spanish. That's what I'm saying. You speak no Spanish. And I think I told, if you guys watch my, ch- actually, I told the Patreon group. So um, long story short, I am I can speak Spanish a little bit here and there. Um, and it's getting better. And uh, there's a weird thing that I am fluent when there are some drinks flowing. It's a total weird thing, <laughs> whatever. Um, but I was telling my mom that um for work i'm having to speak a little bit more spanish and it's forcing me to right and so i'm learning more spanish and my mom's like for the amount of time that you've been in southern california you should have been fluent (laughs) (laughs) and she's not wrong (laughs) mom with the truth again she's not wrong so that being said um They're in the car. And one of the things that, again, that, you know, I'm not trying to like Debbie down Gabe. I was just surprised by his behavior uh, in this episode. So uh, him and the boyfriend are sitting up front. The three ladies are in the the back. Raydella said, mom called you out. Raydella, you know, my mom calls me out on a regular. That is not new information. I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. And I love it. Because it's so, like, shocking to me. I'm always like, oh, what? What did you just call me top? Um, so the ladies are in the back. And Isabel's trying to have a conversation not only with uh, Marie, but with Monica as well. And Gabe starts ignoring, right? So when she's like, you know, I'm so happy they're here. And I'm so excited that they're going to be here. And and all the things and he's like oh i want to do this and just completely ignoring the fact that isabel was having trying to have a conversation with um his mom and his sister i didn't like that 
No, didn't like and it. And then I didn't like the part where he translated and, and put a little bass in his voice and said, oh, she's saying, like, you finally got here. Because Monica was like, that's what she picked up on. She was like, finally. Yes, that was, that was not accurately what she said. Also, I think that I noticed something. And maybe I'm too far out in left field. But his behavior around Monica's boyfriend and his behavior when they went all to have drinks with his friend that he was playing basketball with, Mm -hmm. I think that he is trying too hard to fit in with other men. He disregarded Isabel's feelings when they were with his friend having drinks and now he's she's in the back seat trying to have conversation with his sister and mom, and he's ignoring her in favor of chatting with boyfriend. Mm. That is a good observation. I was also wondering though if he was doing it because he knows he's polarized the two like he's polarized his his sister and his mom and his fiance. So like a way to not be involved in that is to ignore it. I guess. Um, A girl from Texas says, yes, April. And Amanda says, oh, he does act different around the guys. I don't think it's necessarily a trans thing. I think it's a guy thing. It could be both. I think there's a little, might be, he might feel a little bit more pressure to display masculinity in a certain way to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could also just be a, a guy thing. Do you have this playing somewhere else? Cause I feel like there's a feedback. No, let me just make sure I did open my YouTube earlier on here. So Nope. Okay. Perfect. I'm not sure where it's coming from. Um, so <clears throat> From there, they are having a little bit of an awkward silence. And my note was like, why is Gabe making this all worse? Yeah, there is feedback. I think it's better now, though, because I don't hear it now. So I think it's fixed, Raydella. Okay. Um. So, yeah, that's my note. Why is Gabe making it all worse? He could just be like, hey, you know what? Let's all go for dinner later on today. Let's all sit down and have the kids and the mom and dad and the sister and his mom and the boyfriend all like hang out and just get to know each other with no preconceived notions, just people who all love each other. But I mean, that's what I would do. I think. Yeah. Um, This could be such an exciting time. Right. And you could let people get to know each other um, on their own. You know, set it up for success. So the mom got tired. So she stayed at the apartment and uh, Monica and her boyfriend and Iz and Gabe decided that they were going to go for lunch. And again, Isabel is trying to still be very um, open and try to like have conversation with Monica. Um, So she's like, hey, you know, I'm so happy you're here. Shows her the ring. And automatically that sets it up for a weird situation because she's never seen the ring before. And Monica, Monica's like, I wasn't even shown photos. And Isabel, well, didn't 
Gabe tell you stories or anything? And no, which is confusing to Isabel because Gabe is constantly saying how close him and his sister are. And so basically she's like, how close can you be if you don't know anything about our, our relationship? Same girl, same. Um, so then Monica and Isabel have some dialogue, right? So Monica expresses her concern about the prenup, about not having expectations, um, in the relationship financially or materialistically, as well as, um, you know, are you going to take care of him when he's down? Are you going to be there when he's down? And and Isabel, I thought, handled that really, really well and with courtesy. And she's like, absolutely. She was like, you know, I love him and there's no problem. I'm not materialistic. Yes, I'll sign a prenup. Um, you know, I don't know what he's told you. And but I will tell you this that I love him. I accept him. I think he's a very special individual. My family loves him and accepts him. And there's just love all the way around. And basically she was like, you know, I would hope that you would be happy for him, that he is so surrounded by love here. Mm -hmm. And Monica was surprised, right, to hear all of that. And she, even her boyfriend was like, well, this sounds like this is something between you and Gabe, mm -hmm. right? Like it's clear again that this whole, we're so close. It's clear that you're not so close because all these questions and concerns you have are really things that gave and you should have talked about prior yes. to this situation coming into its own. And so <clears throat> she started crying and, and I could see why Monica, cause she's probably frustrated and she's probably coming from a place of love and she's first time hearing that, Hey, yeah, my brother's out here in Columbia on his own, but he's fully loved and supported by not only his fiance, but his fiance's family his fiance's children. And so that's a first that she's hearing of it. And she's crying tears of happiness because mm -hmm. yeah, she's coming from a place where she feels she always had to protect her brother. And I got to tell you, like they're in Florida and look what's happening in Florida right mm -hmm. now. You, mm -hmm. know, you, have, you have NBA players that are moving their families out of Florida because of everything that's happening there. So I could really understand her having concerns. I really can understand her being protective. Yeah, I can understand her being concerned and protective. Um, I, I do think that it's only because of Isabel's grace that this conversation didn't go wayward. Agreed. And boyfriend, who we haven't heard very much from, was very astute. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's like, listen, this sounds like drama. I'm not trying to be a part of the drama. You and your brother need to go sit down somewhere and talk mm -hmm. about it. But I still will put my arm around you and let you know that I'm here for you and I'm supporting you. Um, let's move on to Jen and Rishi. <clears throat> Overall thoughts of their segment. I don't even know what to say about them. That's it? That's all you got? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. I do not understand why either one of them is doing this. Doing I don't understand what? why. Why do you want to be with someone 
who you have to surprise tell their family that y'all are engaged interesting why do why do you why would i ever want to move forward in a relationship like that i don't never want to be with somebody who i feel like is like ashamed of me or has to break me in little by little into their family okay that's fair they're sitting in their their big grown asses oh are you allowed to say that on youtube i don't know yeah it's fine they're big and grown sitting in this woman's living room and well, we're gonna we're gonna surprise her. We're gonna break the news to her. Like you're you're grown. You're a fully formed adult. This is ridiculous. You know, I often say on my show that you know there. I talk about the four things that you should do before you get in a serious com- uh, relationship. Um, and I know that anyone anyone that watches the show on a regular, you guys know those four things off the top of your head because I say it all the time. But uh, one of the big things too that I like to talk about is communication, and I think that it's important to to understand how important communication is, especially in your relationships with your significant others. And I personally feel that you have a bunch of women who are getting involved in this one woman's relationship and she's not having, and she's fine with it, which is also something to take a look at, right? So your friends say, hey, we're gonna go in and we're gonna, you know, basically take this family by surprise and we're gonna tell them a bunch of stuff, throw out any tradition, throw out the fact that you're a guest in these people's home, throw out the fact that it takes, you know, it took them years to even get to this point and we're just going to do what we want to do. But Jen, like, why are you not having this conversation with your significant other? If he is indeed your fiance and you guys have been together for three years, why do you why do you feel so comfortable allowing your friends to take charge in your relationships? And you guys, that's where, I mean, I will always have a problem because I feel like if you can't talk to your significant other, then that's where the, the main problem is. Yeah, if you wanted this to be out in the open, then why did you accept it for so long? And why did you say, yes, I'll wait till August? And why did you even come back to India and be like, you have all these concerns. First, it was about the the topless shirt, uh, the shirtless photo. And then, but you couldn't let it go. And then you get there and you don't like the fact that he still doesn't want to tell his parents. Well, that's conversation. That is communication. But instead, you invite your friends over to do your dirty work. Seems a little weird to me. Yeah, it's extremely weird. <sighs> um, so breakdown is that they're on route to the family house uh, with their friends, Randy and Myra, as well as the translator. Um, one of the things that I thought was funny of, the, of that scene is while they're in the back of the, the ride chair, Randy, like, pulls out the phone from her boob and it just reminded me of Angela. I was like, I don't know if it's a generational thing. With I don't know what it is with them, but like I just have never done that. I've never packed my like chapstick and my phone and my pen and my wall. Like I just like, where am I going with all this stuff? It makes no sense to me. And then just randomly pulling stuff out. Like, oh, my phone's there. Oh, wait. And this is Angela a lot. Angela, like, digs so weird to me. I don't know. But I don't know if it's, like, an American thing. I don't know if it's a generational uh, thing. 
I have that since club days. So you guys have to tell me if it's like an American thing. I used to do it during club days when I didn't want to carry a pocketbook, but that was it. You put it in your boob? Yeah. Uh, I, I would have like my driver's license, some gum, a little bit of uh, cash, just all stuck in my clothes and my bra. Yeah, I've never done that. I'm curious. So you guys, that, that question is out to all y'all. Is that something that you guys do out here specifically in America? Or is it like, I don't know. Is it something that you, I, maybe it's just me because usually I am in the minority. So go ahead and let me know. Uh, Annie says she's really happy that you're here. Her sister's also a lawyer. She loves hearing that perspective. And April is a great mom. And April's the best. And everyone loves April. April is my grandpa. <laughs> Go definitely go and like and subscribe on her page, you guys. Thank you very much. Um, Amanda says, uh, husband Kevin thought maybe it was like to not get robbed. I've never ever done that. She um, probably, I mean, honestly, the way she stuck that thing in there looks like she does it on a regular basis. I mean, I, the people that I see that do it, you know that they do it on a regular. Like, that's <laughs> just what they do. Um, so... <clears throat> Auntie's advice says, yes, the bra is the third and fourth pocket. <laughs> and Bobby, hey, Bobby. Bobby says, that's where strippers hide, use their stuff, hide their stuff, store their stuff. I guess. I, I mean, I guess. I just have never. You did say she was a former stripper. Oh, I sure did say she was a former stripper because she was. Uh, but that was another day. <laughs> uh Oh, I love you to egg says, I think the older generation does it more. My aunt used to do that and she's 70. They did wear much bigger bras back then. <laughs> oh, Drea. Hello from across the pond, Drea. Hi, Linda and April. I finally caught a live sending love from the UK. We love the UK people. Hello, dear. Hello, darling. Okay. Are so you going to have a Chinese today? <laughs> okay so <clears throat> they get to the house and um what i thought was interesting as well is that rishi greeted jen with a kiss did you notice that i didn't oh okay so at the door rishi greeted jen with a kiss and i was like well if this is so top secret someone had to have seen that because i've noticed it so uh -huh. You have all these women coming over. You're kissing on this woman on her lips. <laughs> no one noticed that? Because, like, come on. Wow. Come on. Yes, it was a little sneaky kiss. It was a little sneaky kiss that I saw immediately. So no one in the house saw it. If we're all like, ooh, no one knows needs to know that we're in a relationship. But that's what happened. So then... um. They also did not tell Rishi that they were bringing a translator. So he felt awkward because he's like, there's this young, beautiful woman translator. Maybe my family's going to think that that's the match that they're bringing over for him. And it's going to be like totally weird and all the things. Um, and then it's tea time and Simla, his mom comes out and his uncle comes out and they all sit down and, um, the first thing Jen wants to know is like, hey, mom, do you remember when I was asking all those questions? And mom's like, yeah, of course I remember. You know, you were asking about 
uh, if we were looking for women for Rishi and the proposals. And so Jen wants to like double down on that and ask through the translator, uh, how many girls have they presented uh, that he's rejected? And the translator kind of went a little off on her own. And that's the other thing you guys like, I often say, yeah, I would want a translator, but I want you to just translate exactly what's being said. I don't need your opinion. I don't need you to like maybe forget what they were saying and then fill in the blanks. Mm -hmm. She was doing a little bit of that. And yeah. I was like, that is not what she said. Yeah. It seemed like she was getting a little bit nervous about what needed to be said. And trying to like delay it a little bit and fluff it a little bit. He was doing some fluffing for yeah. sure. <laughs> fluff, fluff, fluff away, fluffy. So, um, here's what the mom said. So the mom said that uh, he didn't really talk to anyone. He rejected all of them, right? So there wasn't anything in real life and they didn't even really talk. He just said no from the get-go. But then the translator pushed and said, well, but like how many? And that's when the mom's like, well, maybe it was like two to four. So then the translator goes and tells Jen, well, it was like two to four, uh, but they only talked. And I was like, that's not what the mom said. He didn't talk to them, nor did he see them in real life. So like you're mistranslating. Mm -hmm. You're making it seem like maybe there were some text exchange or some phone calls. And the mom said there was none of that. Like he rejected from the jump. It was just talk, right? So I was like, ah. But Jen feels bad now. So all that tantrum she had last week, you guys, she feels bad about it. She feels bad that she didn't believe her man. She now thinks it was a misunderstanding, lost in translation. No, it was not. You didn't believe him. And you decided that you were going to take a big old stance on it. And you were going to get into your feelings. And again, that goes back to me saying that I feel like they have a communication issue. And not, not a language barrier, a no, communication okay. issue. And the substantial information has not changed. She was upset because she said the number of people that you're telling me that they presented to you is different. One day you say two, one day you see four. And now the information she's getting is that it was between two and four people. It's the same information you had previously. Yeah. So why is it acceptable now? Yeah. Yeah, so that just means that you don't believe or trust your fiance. So then, Red, no, it was Myra that jumped in. And Myra, I've been feeling like Myra was like the voice of reason normally in this whole friendship situation, but whatever, I don't know. So she asked the translator to ask, you know, do you wonder why we're asking or while they're asking? And the mom's like, well, what else could it be, right? Obviously, he's either met someone or he likes someone. You know, I know that through work, he meets a lot of women. He has a lot of female interactions. But no, that's not what it is, mom. <laughs> <laughs> what else could it be? You're about to find out. So um, Randy says, well, we're here to support Jen. And... We're here to support her as she figures out her relationship with Rishi and their pending engagement announcement. What were your thoughts when she said that, April? Because, yeah, I, I was, I didn't understand. I, I again, like, I just don't. I just think that when you're an adult, there's just some behavior that you should be beyond. 
you they should all all three of them should be beyond this. I how how is this a setup for a good relationship? How? Yeah, Tysway said Randy was happy to deliver that info. Yes, she oh. was. Yeah, she was so happy she got a speaking role. <laughs> that and also to be the bearer of, you know, crazy news. Um, so there's an awkward silence. Rishi's shocked. He wants to stop the conversation. He's like, you know, if the translator wasn't here, he definitely would not have translated that and he would have steered the conversation in a different direction. The mom says nothing. Rishi hides his face. And again, there's more silence. And Rishi's just like, you know, I really wish I could put those words back in Randy's mouth, but here we are. And so then they push the mom. They're like, so, you know, what do you think? And the mom's like, well, what should I say? And the translator takes it upon herself to answer the question. Did you notice that? I did. The translator says, well, if they want to get married, will you allow it? And the mom doesn't answer. She turns to Rishi and says, you never told me anything about this. And I'm shocked. And to camera, she's like, I thought he, they were joking. Um, I can't say no in front of everyone, even if I feel like it's wrong. So the mom is just playing pleasant, right? Mm -hmm. So when asked again, she says, you know, I feel good. If he likes her and she kind of like trails off. So one of the things that the uncle is concerned about and the mom as well is how are you going to communicate? Cause you don't speak uh, Hindi and we don't speak English. And so what is that going to look like? And I want to talk to Rishi about this all. And Rishi, what he says is, you know, I wasn't sure you guys were going to accept it. He's shocked that they're accepting it. He's relieved. He's happy as mom says she's okay with it, but we really know that she's not really okay with it. She's just keeping the peace and she's being a host in her house, right? Because she feels like she can't go off in front of all these people. Um, so then <clears throat> Rishi's a little upset. So here's what happens. Jen and her friends decide that they're going to excuse themselves so that the family has time to talk amongst themselves because there was a lot of information. Uh, one of the things that uncle did say was like, listen, Rishi has to stay here. Like he's the primary um, caregiver. He is the person that makes the money in the household and we're expecting whoever he marries to come and live in this, what do they call it? Uh, a joint family mm -hmm. um, and take care of the mom and take care of the uncle and take care of the house and all the things like that's what they're thinking they're agreeing to. But Jen's like, nah, I want to live in Mumbai, <laughs> but I'm open to discussion. And when asked directly, instead of answering her honest feelings, she's like, well, I'll just let you guys talk about it amongst yourself. <laughs> Um, so then the uncle doubles down and says, you know, listen, we don't have a problem with the wedding. Um, but again, he has to stay here. He has to take care of us. He has to take care of the house. We have material needs. He's the main, main provider of this family. And so what's going to happen? Do you want to add something before I move on? I have a question mm -hmm. for anybody who knows the answer. There is a cultural thing that I'm not understanding that's happening here. 
does the uh, like the the institution or like the idea of nursing homes that doesn't exist in India there seems to be like an incredible reliance on Rishi to take care of aging parents as opposed to having any alternatives. I'm gonna let the live chat and anyone watching answer that. I can tell you from an African perspective that nursing homes is not a thing for Africans. Mm. Um, in our culture, we, do have like blended type families. And if, if your parents don't uh, live with you, they spend a lot of time with you and, and they either like stay in your basement or, or they live close to you and you take care of them because they're, they're your elders. And, and it's a matter of like respect and taking care of the, the generation that took care of you. So I mean, I don't know. I don't. I can't speak for the Indian culture, but I can. I can definitely speak for Africans. Um, and that's just the tradition. Like, there's no. There's no. What is it? Even care homes or whatever. Yeah, or in-home assistance. There's no there's that like, you can hire. Nothing like that. I mean, I'm. I've met a lot of people who've come here and told me how wealthy their families were back home and made a point to say that they had servants who look like me. So why well, that's can't totally hire? different. Yeah. <laughs> so that's totally different. So there are, um, the, we, they're not called servants. Um, you have um, help that lives in house uh, and they help with like the chores around the house. They take care of the property. Um, some of the, sometimes they make dinner and it's oftentimes, um, students who are paying their way through school. And so this is their job. And, and instead of living like on campus as Americans would, they will live with families instead of having like a part-time job somewhere. Okay. Like McDonald's or whatever. They live in the house and they take care of the house and, and do it that way. So there are um, in-home helpers. Um, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, Dre says multi-generational homes are the norm. Nursing homes are more of a Western thing. Yeah. So she's just saying what I'm saying. Wow, Dre, you're a hottie two by four. Go ahead. Go ahead in the UK. <laughs> um, so I hope that answers your question, April. Yeah. Okay. So now here's the part that I just was like, I wanted to just like, uh, so they're outside. Randy ask Rishi for forgiveness. Okay. She's like, mm, Rishi, do you forgive me for basically like outing your relationship to your family? And then Rishi being the host says, you know what? You made it easy for us. I need to thank you instead of making, I thought, you know what? That was very gentlemanly of him because I know in the back of his mind, he wanted to cuss her out. Okay. Cause when he, went over to Jen, he was looking at Jen and was super disappointed. And and you could tell in his face that he was not impressed that you had your friends do all of this. And yet here we are. And so as Jen tried to get into the moment and tried to like, you know, are you okay? Are you sure you're fine with this? And you want to make sure that your family knows that I don't want to be living in a joint family. He's like, listen, let's just celebrate today. 
Let's just be in the present. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like the answer. It's okay to let people know I am still working on how I feel about this thing. Let's talk about it later. I appreciate you saying that you want forgiveness. I'm still working out how I feel. Let's talk about it later. Instead of just saying the polite thing, mm-hmm. his mom just said, okay, sure, to be polite. Instead of saying, you know what? I need to take some time to think about this. Mm. Like, it's okay. Everybody, it's okay to say, I don't have an answer for you right now. I need a little bit of time. But I feel like the mom kind of did say that. Did she? I just remember her saying, well, I mean, she trailed off. Mm -hmm. But then she later on, she's like, I felt pressured to say that I was okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how I would handle that. But I do know that if I, um, if I cornered my mom with a big secret like this, I don't know if she would have been as um, accommodating. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. M- my mom would not have at all. Um, Carol says, family is expected to take care of the older generation. Hey, Francesca says, I can speak for Italians. They live in multi-generational homes. Yes, the children of the middle class take care of their parents. Yeah, I think that the nursing home thing is definitely like a Western thing. Um, I think that culturally... It, it's just different. Mm. Um, Carol says, I agree with April. Otherwise, how do you move ahead and have any truth? And Drea says, Jen is delusional. Jen is delusional. That being said, um, the friends and Jen go off to have coffee while Rishi talks to his parents. And his parents are like, you know, you didn't ask us. You didn't tell us. You know, we're surprised. We're shocked. You know, you've been turning down these proposals for three years and not once have you mentioned Jen, not once have you mentioned uh, being in love with someone, not once have you mentioned being engaged and the mom feels heartbroken, right? Which I can understand because again, we're talking about family and if you say you're close to the family and you're the caregiver and you take care and all the things, then how does this not ever come up? Uh, One of the things I thought was interesting is that the uncle said, well, we're going to have to ask everyone's opinions. Um, it's a big decision and we have to get all the relatives involved and all the relatives have to meet. One of his concerns is the language barrier. And then the other concern was the uncle right away went to age and said, how old was Jen? And Rishi paused. And I felt like that pause made it worse. It did. Because the uncle asked again, as if you're trying to hide this, Mm -hmm. if you could have just said, oh, she's 48. I felt like it would have been different, but he paused and didn't answer. So when the uncle asked the second time, was able to calculate it, was like, oh, that's 15 or 16 years, your elder. No, 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 he says. And the mom's like, yeah, we want to match you with someone younger. What about kids? What about the future? What about us? It's not done in India. And maybe they do that where she's from, but we don't do that here. Um, The mom doesn't want him to marry older. And... The uncle says everyone will make fun of it and they make fun of you. And so the mom says, you know what? We're not even going to bother asking the rest of the family. Uh, She's too old. And so just know that this is a clear no from our side. Go ahead and say sorry to her, but you can't marry her. Rishi is like, oh, 
if we could have only waited to August the 2nd, maybe things would have gone in our favor. Now everything is ruined. Yeah, because that was the problem. Reaching the date was the problem. There's a cultural thing happening here that I don't understand. What's that? <laughs> we need to ask the family. Are you going to, is that it? Is that all you're because, because, because what? So there's one part that I do understand. I understand that they're like, what about kids? Because now I understand that they rely a lot on having kids to be your caretakers when you get older. That's a cultural thing they rely on. Because before I didn't really understand why is there so much emphasis on having to have kids? Okay. Got it. Got that part. But we need to speak to your family, the extended family and understand like, see if they will support it. Why does the outs other family matter? So here's what I'm going to do, April. <laughs> I am going to, because I know, and a lot of you guys have wanted to meet my mom. I'm going to ask her if she'll come on the show. Uh, because, uh, again, in the African tradition, tradition, you do ask for permission as well. Um, and part of the permission is about blessing um, the union. It's about celebrating the union. And there are a lot of things uh, that go along with that. And so uh, when I was engaged, my ex-fiance did that. Personal information incoming. I know. Because you never forced me. She's like, I don't understand this cultural thing that's going on here. Okay, well, you're forcing me to. I forced your hand. my business. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Adam actually called my parents. Uh, for that permission as well and what do you have to do and it and um there are gifts involved and there's a sit down involved and your families all meet there's meals involved um for uh without getting into totally into it um my dad's ashanti my mom's fenty and so the tribes get involved and 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 you bring an offering of cloth um, whether it's kente cloth or whatever. So it's like a whole thing. So yes, it's a thing. And it's a thing getting the family involved and everyone talking about it. Um, part of it too is, you know, blessing the union forward and whether you're having kids and or what you're not having kids or all that stuff, it's all part of bringing them into your culture. All right, enough about that. <laughs> um, so... Amanda said something that was true, right? So the uncle did say, if if we had been closer in age, maybe it would have been fine. That made me want to <laughs> die, right? So they're like, oh, if it maybe was, what, six years and not 16 years, five years and not 15 years, like, I don't know where he would have cut it off. I think at the end of the day, he would have still said no, because even if she was only five years older, she still doesn't want to live uh, in a joint family. So it would still have been an issue, I think. And she still doesn't speak the language. And she still doesn't speak the language. That being said, um, you guys, if you want to go over to my community wall, I did post the photo um, in the public service announcement. And I'll read it real quick to you that uh, Jen and Rishi jointly put out. Uh, was it today? Yesterday. Yesterday. So they put out a statement. Um, April, have you seen the statement yet? I did. Okay, so, dear fans, that's you all, that's us, the 90-day <laughs> fandom. I do not like to see Jen upset, and she is very upset 
by the DMs and condemnation about some things that I should have cleared up a long time ago. Number one, Jen has been coming to India since 2014, and it's very familiar with the general Indian culture. Number two, when I proposed, I told her that my family was 100% fine with me choosing my own bride and, all caps, we could live in our own place, joint family not necessary. Number three, regardless of when my family found out about the engagement, there would have been issues with the age difference. Her friends did me a favor. Number four, please stop suggesting to Jen that A, she is trying to change me in the culture, see number one and two, or B, she should have learned from Jenny and Submit. Five, why are people lumping all Indians, all caps, and all all caps Americans into the same categories? Not all all caps Indian people are the same, just as not all American people are the same. To assume that Summit represents all Indian men or that Jenny represents all American women is ridiculous and small-minded. They're absolutely wonderful people, but they are not us. Thank you for your support. Hashtag Jen and Rishi. So. Whatever, Rishi. I'll say this. <laughs> I'll say this, okay? And this, is, this, this will be my only statement about this. Um... There is no way that Rishi wrote this. <laughs> if it was a joint thing, maybe Jen wrote it. And then Jen said to Rishi, this is what I'm going to write. Because. How could I put this? I've seen. I've seen how he writes things online and this ain't it. This is like Miss, oh, I have two master's degree. Let me go ahead and put that in bullet point form and have not only A and Bs, but even just like the cadences in it. It just doesn't sound like something that he wrote, but could be. <sighs> Carol says, Linda, I read that, but do you think it was legit? It sure didn't sound to me as though Rishi wrote it there. You, yeah. Um. Annie says she is older, but still pretty. And she has a good personality. And hey, Stevie, Stevie says definitely Jen wrote this cap. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay. So do you want to throw anything else in about Jen and Rishi? No. <laughs> All right. We're moving on to Danielle and Johan. Overall thoughts of their segment. Uh, Johan has so I said Johan my tongue is all crazy today. Johan has so many masculinity issues going on so 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 many I don't know what's gonna what's Johan gonna be is tripping. he's tripping he's definitely tripping and I have not heard him apologize for the birthday party not only has he not apologized he's doubling down on whatever whatever it is he's going through Right now, whatever this toxic masculine bro situation, 
I'm going to, and I agree. And again, I know how some of y'all feel about Danielle, but what he is doing is he is trying to humiliate her. He is. By any means necessary. And I don't think that that's okay. I don't think that you do that to friends. I don't think that you do that to your significant other. And I definitely don't think that you do that to your life partner. Okay. That's your wife. Right. If you want to be Mr. Masculine and oh, I'm the protector and I'm the man of the house, then how are you out there being the first one to degrade her? That doesn't make sense to me. Well, sometimes those things do go hand in hand. <laughs> sometimes the guys who insist that they must be the man of the house and be the protector are also the ones doing the belittling of the woman. Okay, but that's a whole yeah. other conversation. I yeah, think. it is. That's a whole other it conversation. If that's happening, then get out and get out now. Um, so she went out with her friend and, uh, a lot of you guys didn't like what I had to say about Taylor last, last week. And that's okay. Cause I felt that way last week. I feel like he represented himself a little bit better this week, but last week, that whole bro situation, I wasn't feeling it. Um, so she got home from her hanging out with Taylor. She felt like she had a beautiful day. And she's ready for whatever Johan is bringing on. And and in order to um, counter that, she is cooking. So she is going to do shrimp and pasta um, and have him in the right mindset because she wants to have a conversation with him. And the first thing that was troubling to me was she's like you know hey you know we're gonna eat and you know maybe you're gonna feel better and we can we talk kind of thing and you know i have friends and i have a lot of friends and i want to be able to have my friends be your friends and your friends be my friends and he's like no i don't want you to go out with any of your friends i'm your husband is your husband not enough for you um that's a super red flag and it's a scary red flag in my opinion. And why I say that is because I always tell you guys, in my opinion, when you come into a relationship, it's yes, the two of you against the world. But long time ago, I heard this and it stuck in my mind. Relationships are like a, a old school house. You know, the houses that had the pillars in the, in the front. And you had one pillar here and one pillar here, and they both did their job because they like held the foundation of the of the house. Same thing with the relationship. You come in, hopefully whole and healthy, and your partner comes in whole and healthy. And the reason you came together is because you like this whole healthy person, and that person liked the whole healthy you. And together, you make an even better dynamic. But you guys are still separate and individual people who come together to share your lives and to share your fantasticness with each other. What it isn't, in my opinion, is two people coming together and one per person losing themselves to the other person's wants, needs, and all the things. And all of a sudden, they're not the who the person that they were. They're the person that is under the dominant person. That's not a true equal relationship, in my opinion. Correct. Being said, I would never want to be in a relationship where I've come in a fully grown formed woman with friends and family and have my partner say, well, no, you can now that we're married, not have any friends and you can't hang out with them. That doesn't make sense. What are you even talking about right now? It doesn't. And I can't imagine that he would really be happy with that in the long run because then she would just be 
with you all the time and everybody time. needs a break. All the time, right. Don't you want to have guys night and, and go to games and do whatever you do? Because you, you also have to have that to be well-rounded. Yes. Right? You have to have the opportunity to hang out with your friends away from your significant other mm -hmm. because that's part of it too. Mm -hmm. But no, he says, my wife comes first. And she's like, well, even if I come first, don't you have friends? And he's like, yeah, but you still come first. Oh, so it's okay for you to have friends because in your mind, you think you're putting Danielle first. And in your mind, you feel like she's not putting you first. And so she can't have any friends. It's a troublesome characterization of how you put someone first by obeying is how you put him first. That's a horrible characterization. It's wild. So he and she's like, okay, so what's the solution? He's like, there is no solution. She's like, well, no, the solution is my friends are your friends and your friends are my friends and we can all be friends. And so I really do want you to meet Taylin. And when she said that his face was like full of angst. He was all angst, you guys. But what I thought he was going to do, because he does agree to meet Taylin, and I thought he was going to actually go and meet Taylin and be like, at least okay. But in his mind, he was already concocting a plan. And his plan was to, quote, see what's really happening. Right? So... You're saying that because what you think you're going to catch them in something? Why would you even look at it that way? But that's what happened. So he agrees to meet Taylin, um, and they go for lunch the next day. And automatically, it's just not a good look on Johan's part. Johan's coming from I don't I don't know what I don't know, but he's automatically talking crazy, talking reckless. He's like. He sees Taylor coming in a pink shorts and a sh pink shirt. And he's like, oh, he's looking like a flamingo. I'd rather die than dress like that. Now, April, you and I could have a full-on conversation about that, right? And, and the subcontext of what he was meaning by that. But I'm going to leave it there. Taylor sits down and there's an awkward silence. No one's saying anything. And I was like, uh... I mean, do some intros, do something. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting there, it feels weird. And it is awkward. You already know that your husband has a chip on his shoulder about this meeting. So someone has to say something and it shouldn't be the guest that you invited for lunch. Right. I don't think she was prepared for exactly what to say, which is fine. Like we can all have our moments. I think a good opener would have just to be like, oh, the, the river cruise that we went on yesterday was a lot of fun. You and I should go sometime to, to Johan. And then hopefully Johan would be like, oh, what animals did you see or whatever? Uh, eh. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. So uh, Johan asked, do you like it here? And Taylor's like, yes. Uh, it's my first time in the DR, but I have also only been here for a couple of days. They order some drinks. The drinks arrive. And the first thing that Johan decides that he's going to ask is, how did you meet Danielle? And, you know, they met in 2020, which is not that long ago. If you think about it, you guys, 2020, 23, right? 2020, and now we're in 2023. But a lot has happened. And then he asks, how long were you guys together? They were only together for four months. 
Uh, they were friends for the first few weeks, and then they decided that they were just going to have some pandemic fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but Johan wasn't okay with that answer. He wanted to just double down. So then he says, okay, stand up. <laughs> um, so Talon stands up, and we find out, because, you know, Johan is super tall, right? So they're both tall. Johan is 6'7", and um, Talon is 6'5". And then Johan's like, what size shoe do you wear? And I, I knew automatically where he was going with that. Getting so weird. And, you know, Talon obliges and says size 14, and which is the same size as Johan. And then he goes, and this is where I was like, oh, you're trying to humiliate your wife in this moment. So he says, yeah, Danielle likes men with big penises. Um, and, you know, because big feet, big penises. And Taylor was like, this whole thing is strange. He's like, <laughs> I've never had a man, let alone a married man, ask me that. But yet here we are. Um, what were your thoughts? It was, there's no good outcome for this. Um, even if he meant it as a, a joke, there's no way that this is going to go over well. So I'm... I can't see that there was any goal besides humiliating her, making her feel bad for wanting to integrate you into her life this way and making it so she would never invite you to meet another one of her friends. And I also feel like he was almost doing it to slut shame her. Yes. Like she was not allowed to have a sexual history, even though you have one. Right. And I didn't appreciate that because when then he goes on to literally put his business out there that should be something that's private between you and your wife. He's like, so did you two have with sex a problem? What, Johan, what? So that's when Danielle finally jumps in and says, you know, that's inappropriate. He's like, well, you wanted me to come here and be friends with him, so I'm going to ask him what I want. And then he he goes further into it and says, you know, are you still interested in her? You know, do you want to be with her? And he's like, no, like, I like her as a friend. And he's like, oh, really? Because Danielle said she wanted to have sex with you. When did Danielle ever say that? And why are you lying right now? And why are you creating this nasty environment for your wife? Again, I can only see it being that you're trying to humiliate her. Your wife told you that she wants to sleep with Talon because I'm sure that she did not. And I'm sure she said it multiple times that she doesn't see him that way. Even when they were together, she never saw it as going to be a long-term thing. They were only like keeping each other company during the pandemic, which is very relatable. Mm-hmm. So, like, Why are you doing this to her? And why are you doing it to her in front of her friend? Yeah, it's, it's, I thought that what they did was really smart. They're like, hey, it's a pandemic. Let's just move in together so we can contain our um, exposure. Um, So, I mean, wish I had a pandemic, buddy. Didn't. (laughs) I thought what they did was smart. But yeah, this is just humiliating. And I felt really bad. Like, I almost cried when she cried. Yeah. 
I felt really, really bad because this is, this is embarrassing. This is not what she hoped for. She was hoping to have them also be friends and be able to, you know, branch out while she has Taylor in the DR. I thought from their conversation that they're clearly platonic and they clearly are just friends and they enjoy communicating with each other in in a healthy way. And I thought Taylor was right when he said that I can't imagine someone who is mature the way that she is being married to someone like Johan. Yeah, because Taylor is like, well, do you trust Danielle? Um, Because, you know, it kind of seems like you don't. And he said, well, he trusts her, but he doesn't trust her. He said he feels that she says one thing and does another, and which is also not true. Right. She says what she means and she means what she says. And we've seen that clearly throughout mm-hmm. the season. And very um, And then she starts crying because she's like, you know, it's clear that you don't trust me. And it's clear that you want to humiliate me. And you're doing it to have power over me because you're insecure. And everything she just said, I was like, that. Mm-hmm. That part. You're trying to belittle your wife so that she can be under your thumb. But you're doing it because you have your own insecurities, which goes back to what I was saying earlier, where um, it's about being healthy and whole and whatever insecurities that you you have. I mean, we all have insecurities, but what I don't think is nice to do is to then put your insecurities on someone else and make them feel bad because you feel bad. Right. And I think there's one more thing that might also be going on. It might be a little bit of a stretch, but he might feel a little bit insecure about what Talon is able to provide for her financially that he is currently unable to do. And maybe Uh, that's also part of where his, this behavior is coming from. Right. Which, and I, that makes sense to me too, because, you know, you were sizing him up like, Oh, he's not taller than me. We're the same height. Oh, we're the same, this, we're the same foot size, all the things. And I mean, I guess the only difference is like he's semi-pro basketball and maybe you're feeling some type of way um, about that. That could yeah. be I do sympathize with him in a way because I think it must be very difficult to live in his community and environment and not be toxically masculine or embrace some of those behaviors in some way to give you a sense of self or a sense of power. But it's just really detrimental to their relationship. I love you to egg says, I think maybe his anger and resentment has been building and he doesn't even like her anymore. Question mark. He just wants to hurt her. Also, he's insecure. Andrea says, I think Johan is punishing her because she made him think he was going to the U S but then did a complete 180 on him, not excusing his behavior, though. That could be it, too. He could be holding some resentment, right? Because he thought he was going to America. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to Debbie and Usama. Usama. Oh, Usama. I wish I had punched him into next week. Excuse me, I didn't do it right. Let me just... <laughs> my favorite he's thing. making me want to punch him into next week oh. i love it i love it what were your overall thoughts on their segment um i've told you that you can't listen to things i say when i'm angry 
What? <laughs> that just shows his age, though, like in immaturity. At no point in my 20s have I ever thought it was logical to say that to somebody. He's, I mean, he's showing out. I, I feel like he is really representing who he is, um, which is why I always say to you guys, and a lot of you have come for me, but I've stood firm in my belief that I don't believe that when you're in an online relationship that it's a real relationship. I think anyone can be the representative online uh, and it's not until you spend time with that person in real life and see how they are that you then become getting to know each other and then you can call it a relationship if indeed you decide to move forward with that. And this is what's happening. You all had an online relationship on Facebook, sending photos and pictures and paintings and poems. And that's what you bonded over. But having any real type of conversation, clearly you weren't. And yes, you've come over there and visited a few times, but there were no plans for the future. There were no plans for you to be together. And then the plans that you did make, guess what? He was lying to you the whole time. And they even found out in like 10 minutes of trying to be silent that they're not particularly compatible because he wanted complete silence to work in. And she's like, she's singing songs, <laughs> chatting to herself. That part. He couldn't stand it. So his plan was to come to the United States to get a green card, get a visa and work there and make a lot of money. Um, he also wants to, uh, have a studio where he works out of and does his art. He feels like his art is going to be very valuable in the United States and his words, you will bring me to the United States and guarantee my future. And I have to tell you guys at that point, at that sentence, at that statement, I was like, she should be done. Like she should be done right here. What you're not about to tell a 67-year-old woman is what she is and isn't going to do for you to secure your future. Okay? Done. But she wasn't. She let him carry on. Um, She was like, I can't believe this was always his plan to go to the U.S. You lied, Osama. You lied to be with me. And I am not supporting any man. And I'm not supporting someone who wants to just come to the U.S. for a visa. And uh, he's like, fine, okay, we can stop this and we can stop this right now. That would have been strike two for you, Osama. Okay, for me, done. Deuces. So then, um, uh, she says, I'm using every ounce of my self-control to not knock him into next week. You're scum of the earth, Osama. You should be ashamed of yourself, Usama. You've done me dirty, Usama. You're creepy, man. I freaking love her. Ah, I am love mean, her. I'm horrible. I'm motherfucker. I'm whatever. It doesn't matter. He you says, take yes. Me to the US. Yes. He says, yes, I am all of those things, and I'm an SOB. <laughs> and she's like, you're a cold blooded snake. <laughs> you showed me. You showed me, Usama. Uh, you used me. <laughs> and then uh, she goes on to say she can't believe that she opened her little door after 12 years. She opened her little door of her heart and a poem slipped through. And she was stupid because that poem 
wrecked it, and she will never let another poem slip through those doors. Never, Debbie. Never another poem. I'm um, laughing, but I do feel bad for her. <sighs> She's like, we're parting ways. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. We're not having that. And he's like, no, whatever you want. <laughs> and then she's like, I feel used. And um, I guess I deserve it for believing him. You don't, Debbie. You don't. So then she's like, you call me a car. I'm going to go pack my stuff. So one of the things I thought was interesting, you guys, is that in that three-minute span, I did not see her go back to the farm and pack her stuff and bring all her luggage. But all of a sudden, the car was there. She had one little bag, and she, off she went. I was like, did I miss something in there? Yeah, like she's only taking the toiletry bag to the hotel. Right. So that gave me pause, because that just shows me that, guess what? She's not done done. She's not done. Well, she's not done. Yeah, she's not done done. So... Um, she calls her son Julian. 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 It's me, Mama. Can't believe that Osama had the guts to tell me we are moving to the U.S. and that he wants a green card. And she's like, Julian, it's Mama. And Julian's like, I know it's you, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Can you imagine he's been hearing this his whole life? <laughs> it's me, Mama. Oh, so good. And then she's like, I miss you. It's been kind of tough over here. It's been like a roller coaster. And I hate having to call you and tell you the bad news, but Usama and I are not together right now. He made some cruel remarks. He keeps changing. And it's always at night. I'm scared <laughs> of the night here, Julian. I'm scared of Morocco in the night. She said like he's a werewolf. <laughs> like he turns into a creature at night. <laughs> Julian <laughs> So Yesterday he said some mean things to me Julian He said that he wanted to come to America Just for a green card And he told me Julian, his main agenda, and his main agenda were mean words. I thought this was my happily ever after, and I don't have a lot of ever, ever after. after. <laughs> really, that was hilarious. 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 I thought he was my... Happily ever after. I don't have much ever after left. <laughs> Julian. <laughs> Julian looking at her. And he's like, with his cop mentality. Stay away from him. 
didn't want to tell him. you I told you so, but I told you so. He wanted. He had to get one off. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> you need to cut ties. You need to block him. And she's like, I don't know, Julian. He turned into a cold-blooded serpent, but I'm not sure if I'm ready to leave. I'm not sure if I'm ready to leave him. Because even though it wasn't just about the physical, he was my best friend, and I miss my friend. You know, you know what we say over here at the Melanated Way to Nad or to Nicole. You know what we say? Go home, my love. Go home, my love. Go home, my love. Go quickly. Pack it up, roll it out, and go on home. Just take it a wrap around. Wrap it around, wrap back around to the America. The live chat yeah. is dying with our <laughs> Yeah. It's over. He's already said. He said it multiple times. It wasn't like he had one outburst because he was angry. He said it. He repeated it. He said it in the calm to his family. His family said it to you. Now he said it angrily. Yes. Li the librarian. The librarian. Linda Debbie voice is sending me. She needs to go home, my love. Go home, my love. Yeah, that part. But we'll we can see in the sneak peek for next week that uh, she has not gone home. And that she hears him out and he gives some crazy, ridiculous situation excuse. How you know how I am when I'm mad. I talk crazy when I'm mad, but I don't believe it. You shouldn't believe it. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. Yes, you should, Debbie. And even if you don't, if you if you are willing to accept that, okay, he said some things when he was angry doesn't mean he wasn't angry when he said it to his family. That part. Okay. That part. Um, last and not least, Mahmood and Nicole. Overall thoughts of Mahmood and Nicole. They were in this episode. Did I completely miss them in this episode? Oh, 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 yeah. He went out with his brother. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, so I I don't think Mahmood would do well in the US. But he could try. I mean, she's already filed for the visa, so might as well go ahead and finish the process, get his interview done, and just see if he likes it. Um, but I don't think he will. Um, Amanda says, anyone know what the brother was eating in that little tub? I want it. I no, actually don't know. If anyone knows, definitely let us know. Okay, so here's the thing, uh, you guys. If you are following the Melanated Way, uh, someone on Reddit was very astute, and, and I popped it up on our social media. But uh, it was interesting to me that they were supposedly in a cafe for men where men went to play uh, dominoes or have coffee or, or all the things. But uh, one of the astute Reddit users went ahead and played back that scene and you see Nicole in the background they blur out her face at first and then you see her peep over and look so mm. this all men's cafe not true okay so you guys definitely want to go to uh 90 day the melanated way and and check out that video because it is hysterical 
hysterical. I watched <laughs> it like 10 times. Um, so that being said, they're allegedly at this cafe for, for men, but Nicole is also too hiding in the background. That's why even when April said Mahmood and Nicole were on, well, yeah, <laughs> it was more Mahmood and his brother, but Nicole was creeping in the back. <laughs> um, so they're playing dominoes and, and I've yet to really get this question answered and I, and you know, I could Google it, but uh same thing with this whole i just i'm trying to understand the culture um and what is acceptable and not acceptable so like the drinking is not acceptable but the smoking is acceptable like i'm just really curious on, on what the quran says right because like i i mean mahmoud specifically said to nicole that you can't pick and choose it has to be all or nothing. And he said it to Nicole and he believes that about his own brother. Cause when his brother's like, oh, he likes to do a little tequila, Mahmood was shocked. But then here I am seeing you have a full on conversation with your brother and the two of you are smoking. So like what, I just want to know what the rules are. Yeah. And I want to only know what the rules are because you're the same person that said you can't pick and choose. So that's, that's all just for edification. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's hanging out with his brother and he wants to tell his brother about moving to the U.S. and get his advice because his brother uh, lived temporarily in China with his wife. And so he knows what it is to live abroad and uh, explains to his brother that Nicole wants to leave. She's not adjusting to Egypt well and she wants Mahmoud to go to the U.S. with her. And um, <clears throat> he really feels like Nicole tried and she's tried over the years, which I mean, that's a whole other time. Did she though? Did she? Mm, no. Right. So he feels it would be selfish of him not to try the U S and so should he go now? <clears throat> one of the things I wanted to ask you, April. And so the brother's like, well, did you guys file for the visa and all that stuff? And Mahmoud said, yeah, he got an email, which I found interesting because I've I've just never gotten an email from a consulate. It was always it's always hard paper because they, yeah. they try to um, minimize to make sure that there's no like funky, fake stuff going on. So do they send emails out for stuff like that? April? Yeah. So what he's talking about is the National Visa Center. So just in case you're completely unfamiliar with the process, when you're doing a spousal visa, you first file a petition. It's an I-130 form. The government looks at that to see whether or not they believe that it's a bona fide marriage, a real marriage that's not just for the purpose of immigration. That's all you have to prove with that form. If they approve it, then they're either going to do one of two things. They're going to send it back to USCIS, and then the application is processed here in the United States if the person is here. If they're abroad, they send it to the National Visa Center, which holds it temporarily allows you to gather additional documents that are needed and then sends it to the proper consulate or embassy of the country the person is in or that has jurisdiction over that country if they don't have their own American consulate. So what he's talking about is an email that you get from NVC that says, we have received your approved I-130 petition. Here are the additional documents that we need from you before we can get this out to the proper consulate. Gotcha. And did you agree with this time line he said that he would probably be able to be in the u.s by the end of year so what is the time frame that they're in right now and in, in filming 
when he says by the end of the year, is he talking about like, are they filming this like March last year, April last year? Oh, well, this was, we're in 2020. They filmed this because she was 38. She's 40 now. So this was in the last year and a half. I think, you know, six to eight months is a reasonable time after you receive that email. I think for most consulates, you can expect to get an interview within that time. Now, if you live in a place where the consulate is horribly backed up, or if you don't, if your country doesn't have one and you have to go somewhere else, then you're going to have more wait time, obviously. Gotcha. Um, good to know. It puts it all in perspective, I feel. Um, so the brother is trying to be supportive. He says, you know, I think you'll miss a lot of people. I think that if you go to the U.S., you'll feel out of place. Um, but then to camera, he tells everyone how he really feels. And he says, you know, I don't think Muhammad should go. I don't think he would do well there. And he also is like, you know, what do you want in your relationship? Because you guys fight about clothing. Do you think that that's going to change? And Muhammad's like, well, when we're there, I still expect the same things of her that she's doing in Egypt. So all the things that you guys fight about that you have not agreed on yet to this day, you guys have just stopped talking about it. You think transplanting yourself and going to America, which is completely different where she's going to feel like she can be her, you know, more liberal free self. You think that she's going to be as strict with herself and her dress as she is right here. No. And, and absolutely hate the way that men look at her because he, he doesn't like it in Egypt. And you guys aren't having like you stop talking. You thought if we just love bomb each other, I love you. I love you. No, I love you. I love you. My love. Oh, I love you, my love. Thank you, my love. Like, um, love bombing each other is not going to make your problems go away. It's just not. And not talking about your problems is definitely not going to make them go away. So you have to have a conversation. Your brother says, what do you want your relationship to be like? You need to figure that part out. Okay. And exactly. then, and then on top of that, then think about whether you actually want to move to the U.S. Mm -hmm. And then after you've done that, after you figure your relationship, what you want your relationship to be like, whether you actually really do want to go to the U.S., you have to go and have that conversation with Nicole. One of the things I didn't like that the brother said, the brother said, you should do everything you have to do that, no, excuse me. You have to find a way to agree on everything. And then he said, I'm going to do everything I have to do to be with her. Well, what I don't want you to do is just agree, 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 because you're trying to just stay with Nicole for whatever reason. I don't even know what that reason is, April. What do you think that reason is? They, they seem to really believe that they do love each other. I don't know if they truly do or not, but at least they, they seem to really believe that they do. I mean, I'll say this. He has no experience. He's never been in a relationship ever. This is his very first relationship. And so I don't, I don't mean, I guess you could, I mean, your first, you could be one and done. I'm sure that that does happen. Um, but he also has nothing to compare it to. I mean, yes, his only source of comparison is going to be looking at the relationships in his own family. And he knows his is not like that one, like those. So really not like those. So what is he comparing it to? Yeah, I, 
I don't know. I don't know. But it'll be interesting if they decide to try and have any of these conversations that Ahmed, uh, the brother is suggesting. Because so far, I have noticed that Mahmoud thinks that a conversation means just saying, this is what I want, so you have to do it. I don't think that he really understands what a compromise is. Agreed. Agreed. So we'll see. It looks like next week is going to be just as juicy, you guys. Uh, and I'm absolutely here for it. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And uh, if you're watching the replay, go ahead and uh, put some comments in there. April and I are really great at going back to the comments and uh, commenting back. Thank you, guys. It's been a lovely, lively live chat. Thank you, Drea, from across the pond and Diana and everyone who contributed to contributed to uh, this live. It was a great one, and I had a great time. April, thank you as always. Thank you so much. I'll have a great night. Don't forget to like and subscribe and go over to April's page and like and subscribe there too. Aw, Ty's way. Thank you so much for the support. Love, love, love. Um, a lot of thank yous in the live chat. Thanks, Amanda and Librarian, Andrea, all of you guys. Thank you so much. And we'll see you guys very, very soon. Bye for now. Bye-bye.